Welcome to Maths Talk Tea Breaks by AMSI, where conversations in maths become part of your professional learning. My name is Claire Embritz. Today, I'm talking to Anna Bock, AMSI School's Outreach Officer and Primary Maths Specialist about the wonderful world of addition. Welcome to the program, Anna. Oh, thanks, Claire. Great to be chatting with you today. You too. Now, addition is a concept that appears very early in the curriculum, yet it can be problematic for years. How can we help students learn their addition facts? The first thing students need to understand about addition is what it means to add is that I'm trying to find out how many I have altogether. So I'm trying to identify that. And we can achieve that by allowing students to explore what it actually looks like to add. And we can do that using physical models, drawing pictures, acting out worded problems, and the abstracting or using numbers is probably one of the last things that students need to be able to do. We want them to understand what it actually looks like when they add. So less focus on representing or solving addition facts, but focusing more on what it looks like to add and allowing students to explore certain understandings. So for example, the role of zero, that when I add zero, it makes no difference to how many I have altogether. That's one of the things that's also important. And that whole idea of the commutative property, whereby the order in which I add two numbers is not going to affect how many I have altogether. They're just some of the things that will actually help students in build on their understandings of addition. And why is there such a big focus on the 10 facts, rainbow facts or friends of 10? I guess those terms are widely used in many classrooms, the rainbow facts or 10 facts. But what we're really focusing in on is that whole idea of partitioning. And that's probably the language we should be using in the classroom too, so that students are able to actually access that concept of partitioning. So when we're talking about partitioning, we're talking about breaking up numbers in a variety of ways. The emphasis is on those numbers or on those tens facts is because students actually need to be able to understand how every number up to 10 can be broken up in various ways, that whole idea that it can be partitioned in lots of different ways. And that's going to support them for when they're moving and when they're working with larger numbers as well. Great. And what tools can be used to support students' thinking? As I mentioned earlier, Uh, using practical and hands-on and physical models to help them is probably the first step so that they can actually see what they're doing when they're adding so that they have one quantity or a collection and that they combine that with another quantity or collection. And sometimes there can be more than two quantities or collections so that I can add more than two. So exploring all of those ideas with smaller numbers and then representing them with numbers and in those number sentences and addition facts, and then eventually that will support them with working with larger numbers as well. So, Anna, when should students be able to solve problems involving two two two-digit numbers? Often when we're working with larger numbers, we our expectation is that students are able to use some sort of written approach to document that. Probably what we need to be focusing in on there is probably more mental strategies whereby students are actually able to add two two two-digit numbers 
in their heads and mentally and that they're able to articulate those strategies. And we can use number talks as a way of addressing that. Often if we give students a way to solve a problem, it may not necessarily make sense to them. And actually, if we give them that strategy, we're actually taking their power away from them to come up with their own ways of solving it. Mm-hmm. So allowing them to explore their own strategies is probably where we really want to head. That sounds good, yeah. Uh, and what about adding more than two numbers? Well, if they've had experiences in adding more than two quantities and collections initially with single-digit numbers, that will be almost like a natural progression so that they would be familiar that, well, oh, I can I can add more than two quantities or two numbers. So that should all – it's almost like just that natural progression. Mm, yeah, definitely. Anna, you've shared some great insights with us about addition today. Can you suggest any activities that teachers can use in the classroom to support students with understanding addition? Well, Claire, one activity I've used to help students see what addition actually looks like is where I have an A4 sheet of paper and then two smaller sheets of paper. Some counters are placed onto the smaller sheets of paper and then I get the students to actually move the counters from the smaller sheets of paper onto the larger. It's a nice way for for them to see that they're combining two smaller quantities to make a larger quantity. It's an activity that can be repeated many times as, you know, the number range can increase on each of those smaller sheets of paper. As well as that, I could have three smaller pieces of paper instead of the two to get students to see that, well, I don't always just add two quantities. I could add three or it could be four. So we can vary the activity like that. It's a visual and practical hands-on way of students forming those understandings of what happens when they add. Uh, Number talks are... uh, another activity that we can use to help students see the different strategies that can be used when they're adding. So in a classroom, I might ask students to solve a problem such as 18 plus 27. And then I ask students to share how they solved it. Some students have grouped the tens So they've told me that 10 plus 20 is 30 and then the 8 plus the 7 is 15. And when I add the 30 and the 15, that's 45. Another student has made the 27 into 30 by taking 3 off the 18 and putting it onto the 27 and then added the 15. Once again, then the total is 45. So number talks can be used to share those different strategies and ways of thinking. It's important because in one classroom I was in, I heard a student comment when we were doing a number talk that they didn't know that they could do that with addition. And it just highlights that importance of sharing those strategies and the thinking. And number talks are a great way to be able to do that. And a link to number talks will be included in the resource list for this podcast as well. Great. And lastly, are there any things parents can do at home to help their children with addition? 
There are a number of games and activities that parents can use at home. Uh, One is about partitioning. It's based on a book, One is a Snail, Ten is a Crab, and there's it's a great activity uh, to do with children. Then there's also a game that helps with students and understanding addition as well. Those activities can be found on our Calculate website in the parent activities and just ideas that they can do at home. Well, once again, our tea break has ended far too soon. Uh, It's time to get back to work. Thanks so much for sharing your insights with us, Anna. Oh, pleasure, Claire. Happy chatting with you too. Thanks for asking all those interesting questions. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for giving some great answers. You've been listening to Maths Talk by AMSI. Anna has provided some accompanying episode notes which will be available to download through our calculate.org.au website as well as some links to some other related resources. Remember, if you have any questions, we can be reached via email on the address choosemaths at amsi.org.au. You can also follow us on Twitter at AMSI Schools or on Facebook by searching for Choose Maths. Also, don't forget to join our weekly Maths Talk Twitter chats at 8pm Thursday nights, Sydney and Melbourne time. Just look for and follow the hashtag MathsTalk. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.